on today's Midco Sports Network podcast. It's the end of the track and field season in North Dakota, and our Alex Heinert is there to break it all down on today's podcast. Those two races will be phenomenal to watch, just like the 800 through the two mile with Hunter Lucas and Lake Everson. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Welcome to the Midco Sports Network podcast. Here's Jason Andera. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for another Midco Sports Network podcast. Love putting these together. We get to go deep into the track and field, I I guess, recesses of everything that's happening in North Dakota with our very own North Dakotan, Alex Heinert. No, not Alan. Alex Heinert is going to talk North Dakota high school track. How are you doing, Alex? You know, I, w- I wonder sometimes. I wonder sometimes. But uh, he's definitely pulling for North Dakota. But uh, I trust you on this information, Alex. Let's let's talk about high school track and field in North Dakota. A great year for high school track and field. Uh, we covered a lot of it on our show, Varsity Sports, on Wednesday. If you hadn't had a chance, that is available to watch on YouTube under Midco Sports Network's page. Um, it kind of gives you an overview of some of the team races, which we'll get into later. But the interesting thing that you brought up is – you made a few picks. You stuck your neck out a little bit. Who are going to be the track and field MVPs of the state track meet in North Dakota this week? And I want to get a little deeper into that. Let's start. Let's start with the. Uh, what do you? Where do you want to start? I'll let you start, Alex. <laughs> sure. You start where you want. So we'll predict we'll, some MVPs. We'll start with this. So in North Dakota, they don't give out MVPs per se. They give out outstanding senior athletes. But in South Dakota, my original state, of course, they. We give out state meet MVPs for for track athletes and for field athletes. So I thought we'd kind of carry that over and, and not just include the seniors, but everybody competing on both the track and the field. It gives a chance to recognize just some of the greatness that pops up during these two days in Bismarck. And so um, let's just let's just start on in Class A. And when you look at, good. at Class A again, so many like all time great kids competing. Right now, I mean, this is really special when you look and you see the all-time greatest shot put thrower in, in North Dakota prep history, the all-time greatest two-miler, you know, some of the all-time great two-miler and milers on the boys' side. And all these kids are going to be going head-to-head, some of which for the last time, uh, which is really exciting. And so um, when I look at A-boys and on the track side, this was really difficult because you got Leif Everson of Williston, who's going off to Boise State next year, Hunter Lucas of Fargo-Davies, who's going to Minnesota. I mean, two great D1 kids that have gone back and forth. They're both top 10 all-time in the mile and the two-mile. They're going to be going at it in the 800, the mile, and the, the 32 this weekend. And... Whoever kind of wins that battle between those two is probably going to be your A boys track MVP. I'm leaning toward if if I had to pick, uh, it, Hunter Lucas beat Leif head to head earlier this season in the mile, and they both had phenomenal times um, out at I believe at the Charlie Denton Relays out at Bismarck. But I'm I'm going to lean toward Leif Everson from Williston in this one. I think he's he's got a little better time in the two mile, about a 10 second difference between him and Hunter Lucas. Lucas has got the better mile time. Everson and Lucas are about a wash in the 800, but I think Leif's going to get two of the three, and I think that's going to be enough to put him on top of my podium for the A-Boys track MVP. It's so tough, by the way. Distance distance kids sort of get sometimes the benefit of the doubt because the sprinters usually just eat each other alive, unless you're Hunter Johnson <laughs> last year from Bismarck. But it, it feels like it's going to be another one of those years where no one really is going to sweep the sprints, and that's going to leave it to one of these two all-time greats 
to snag yeah. that track MVP award, the, the mythical track MVP award, which is. But that's yeah, that's you know really I mean. something to look forward to, and uh, you know that takes a lot of guts by you just to to call one because well, you're, you're right, you, really you're right. right. It could well it could go either <laughs> it could go either way, but I, I appreciate you sticking your neck out because I love that. It's fun to predict. It, they're they're both great. I, th- I Hunter Lucas could sweep all three of those, and I wouldn't be shocked either. It's going to be really fun to see them compete. Um, Class A boys field. Uh, a really good battle in the throws between Levi Rocky of Bismarck Century and Zach Willis of West Fargo. Rocky's got the better marks in both the shot and the disc, but it's close. And if either one of those guys ends up winning both of those, I think that's going to be your field MVP. I think Rocky probably gets the job done on his home track. He's uh, he's just a junior, too, so he's only going to get better. But um, if if those, if they split, I would say I would give the mythical award to Mike Hariff of Dickinson, who's going to be chasing an all-time North Dakota state record in the pole vault. Mike's gone 15-7 this year. 16 feet is the all-time state record. So, I mean, even though five inches is a pretty big gap, he's within distance, and that could be really fun uh, to check that one out, certainly on Saturday when that event's going on. Um, for the girls' side in Class A, Again, similar thing. All-time greats going at it out there. And Carly Ackley of Grand Fork Central, maybe the obvious choice. She's a big favorite to win the mile and the two-mile. Again, number one all-time in the 3,200 meters, number two all-time in the 1,600. She'll, of course, get pushed. Again, a lot of really good kids in distances this year. But she's probably going to win those two. The question is, can she win the 800? And she's run about 216 this year. Lindsey Werner of Bismarck Legacy has run 215. And there's a, a couple other kids. Riley Watcha of Fargo Davies, who's just an eighth grader, came out and ran a, two, a low 217. There's a lot of really good kids at that half mile distance. Uh, but if Ackley can pull that off and beat kind of this group that really are not quite strictly 800 kids, but I mean, that's, that's Lindsey Werner's race is the 800. And if Ackley can beat her there and you win all three of those, that's pretty impressive. At the same token, Cara Hausler of Bismarck, who first, she's kind of flown under the radar this year. Yeah. We've been talking about Cara for the last, probably since she was a freshman, really. She's been great and consistent. She didn't pick up any individual state championships last year. She got second in a bunch of different events. This year, she's going to be the favorite in the one, the two, and the four. And I know if you look at the times, she's not necessarily ranked first in those events. But at the same time, on her home track, she's put up numbers that are better or as good as everybody else in the state. That would be really impressive if she can pull off a one, two, four, triple over the likes of Rosalind Gay and this this incredible sprint team, Rose Gay from Fargo Davies and all these other kids that are gunning for her. Uh, I mean, if those two both win three events, I mean, just co-MVPs, right? I mean, that's the, I, <laughs> how, can you, how can you choose between that? When two kids sweep every, <laughs> every non-hurdle race, that's pretty Yeah, what impressive. else can you do? Yeah. You can't, you can't do anything else. Yeah, that's all you can do. Um, and then in the field, less, less of a conversation in the field because Achille Moten of West Fargo, of course, is going to win the shot put by about 10 feet. Not, not quite 10 feet, but head and shoulders above the rest of the field, certainly in that event. And, and the same thing in the jab. No one's going to touch her in either of those. Uh, and she'll probably finish, she'll finish top five or six in the discus, maybe even a little bit higher, depending on what the day holds. But, um, but she's, again, she's going for her third straight shot, jab, double, and she's the overwhelming favorite to do so. The only question is, A, is she going to break 50 feet? Or, I'm sorry, not 50 feet, excuse me. 49.9 is what she had thrown earlier this season in the shot for the North Dakota all-time state record. Can she exceed that and maybe push that mark up a little bit higher in the shot put? And then she's awfully close. She's number two all-time in the javelin. She's awfully close to moving up to number one. If the conditions are right, can she pull it off? Those will, Really, the only questions are that. It's not so much if she's going to get first. 
It's if she's going to be an all-time record holder in both of those events by the time the weekend's over. So I would say that's probably worth that's probably worth an MVP. I would say, right? I think I I totally I totally agree with you there. <laughs> that you know we've talked about this before, but you have to be super elite to be in this conversation. So many good athletes this year, all-time greats like you talked about. I mean, what an honor it would be to be considered an MVP of one of these one of these classes. Yeah, one of these one of yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. And again, a lot of these kids, again when you look down the list, again North Dakota we talked about that as an outstanding senior athlete award. Ackley and Hausler and Moten, all seniors. You know, Everson yeah. and Lucas and, and Willis and Harry, all seniors. And, and they're more guys than just that. And when you, when you include Class B into the mix, so many good kids. So it's, it's a testament to how truly elite some of these kids are that, uh, that they'll be able to, yeah, I mean, really legitimately win that award over some of their peers who are just as good from a historic perspective and certainly in the present. Um, so and that, that kind of brings us to Class B, just to run right. down those picks on the Class B MVP side. You know, in the boys' track, it, 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 and it, this is going to be kind of paralleling what the team race is going to be like. Ryan Wheeling of Newtown, who's the favorite in the mile and the two-mile, and will be right there on the 800, versus Dawson Cram of Dickinson Trinity, who's the, the overwhelming favorite to go for four in a row in the 100. And then he's, he's got a battle on his hands in the two. Um, I, I would give the nod certainly to Ryan just because he's got a great chance to potentially go four for four again. Again, he won four events at state last year. If you include the eight, the mile, the two mile, and the four by eight, he could certainly do so again this year. Such a great runner um, from Newtown. And then in Class B uh, on the field side for the boys, uh, if Dawson Cram doesn't win the track MVP for Dickinson Trinity, his teammate, Caden Kuntz, should be your field MVP this year. Again, Caden first in the long jump, second in the triple jump. He's also ranked second in the 100 behind Cram and second in the 200 as well. Caden Kuntz, a big reason why Dickinson Trinity is going to be sniffing around the top of the podium in the team race. And on the B girls side in the track, Another great battle between two kids from two great teams. Grace Zimmerman of Hazen, Gracie Wright of Hillsborough Central Valley. Zimmerman's going to be one of, if not the favorite, right alongside Beatrice Jellin of Parker River Fordville Lankin in the 100. She's going to be right alongside Wright in the 200 and in the 400. And she's also going to be a part of these great Hazen sprint relay teams that should be right there for a title. While Gracie Wright just slides down a notch. She's going to be right there in the two the four, she's one of the favorites in the eight, and then she'll be a part of Hillsborough Central Valley's, either they're probably their four by four or their four by eight, depending on what they want to go. But again, those two, whoever sort of wins in the, those battles in the two and the four between each other, again, Zimmerman won the 200 last year, Wright was second. I mean, it's a, it's a pick 'em, quite frankly. It, just, it is a pick 'em. Who are we picking? Um, I, I went with Zimmerman on the show. I, it's uh, just because I think she's probably more likely to win four events than Gracie Wright, who, again, easily could. I think Zimmerman's just a little bit better in the 200, and Gracie's a little bit better in the 400. Uh, I mean, it's it, again, what do you, what do, you do? What, what's better? What's more prestigious right. You know, to win the two or the four when the other one's going to get second probably in those two races? So, um, like, There's like no I said, right answer. There but, is no right answer. I think I, yeah. gave, I, think I gave Grace Zimmerman the, the track MVP because I feel like Gracie Wright's team is going to win the team race in the end. So... <laughs> Sometimes it's almost like a little consolation prize. Like, well, you, you didn't win track MVP, but you're a team champion. I don't know. In my, yeah, in my I, head, I think that's how I justified going one over the other. Because, again, they're both outstanding. Uh, and they're both well, juniors, which is fun. They're, they're both back next year. So this is a, a rivalry that will continue into 2018. And then in the B girls field side, 
Uh, this was hard because nobody really completely stands out. Like Mason Coons of Dick, Macy Coons of Dickinson Trinity has had done some great things in the long jump this year, but she's not really expected to place highly in any of the other events. Um, kind of the same thing with some of the throwers in this race. But I, I, I lean toward Katja Berge of Hillsborough Central Valley because she's going to place in three different events. She's got the long jump. She ranks second in the long jump. She's top five in the triple, or she's top five in the high jump, excuse me, and she's just outside the top eight in the triple jump. So anytime you can kind of win an event potentially and earn points in two others, that's good enough for me to be the B-Girls field MVP. So that's kind of the some of the top, top individuals who I think are going to have really, really big weekends. But again, anything can happen in, in two yeah. days at the Community Bowl. North Dakota has a tendency, at least from what I've seen, to be a little more unpredictable than perhaps the Dakota to the south. You often see kids kind of come out of the blue and really perform well. For whatever reason, the competition is so good at this state meet that I, I wouldn't be shocked if we maybe do get a surprise or two and some really outstanding kids kind of come to the forefront that we weren't expecting this weekend. But we'll, we'll find out in like two days' time. Those are a few outstanding storylines as far as the top athletes, the top individuals. There's other storylines in this packed. There's packed full of storylines for the state track meet in North Dakota. What other things should we be watching for, Alex? Well, we kind of touched on in the B boys sprints. It just feels so wide open. You know, a lot of kids are going for multiple return championships. You know, Dawson Cram again going for 400 meter titles in Class B boys. That's really impressive. Again, his teammate Caden Koontz is going to be on his tail. There are a number of other kids that are all at the top of the pack in the one and the two. Do we see someone sweep? Is it a little bit of a mix-up? We'll find out. Same thing in the 400. Again, Shandon Tennis of Hillsborough Central Valley, Noah Sickler of Dickinson's Trinity, those two in the 400 are only separated by two hundredths of a second. That will wow. be a really fun race to monitor. Um, we mentioned Ryan Wheeling again. His quest to go four for four is going to be affected by Jacob Roden of, Ken- of Kenmare. He's run 156 this year. He's the top-ranked 800 runner in North Dakota, right behind Bo Brannon. Uh can can Wheeling raise his game up and try and get by uh, Jake Roden in that race? And then same thing to another good race to watch for. 300-meter hurdles. Maverick Coleman of Lisbon, who kind of came out of nowhere last year to be our platinum champion uh, just based on what he did at the state meet. He and Josh Knudsen of Deluxe Burlington LNC, those two are basically a pick right now in the 300-meter hurdles. That's going to be a really fun, ways to, fun race to watch. Um, on the A-boys side, I mentioned earlier, again, the sprinters, the sprinters in, in North Dakota um, just cannot be separated. The whole year it has been Manuel Bradford of Minot and then Alex Brousseau and Brandon Lewis of Legacy essentially alternating who wins the 100 and the 200 at these various so meets tur- west. whose turn is it then if we're alternating? I, if it, I think if we're alternating, I want to say that it is, oh gosh, I'd have to go yeah, back I, and look at my, yeah, my we'll, chart. We won't put you on the spot, but there are outstanding runners. All these kids, are, especially in the 100, I mean, it's a hundredth of a second between first through third. I mean, it's going to be such a close race. Um, And then the same thing holds true for the 200. I think Brousseau is probably the favorite in the 200. Bradford maybe is a slight favorite in the 100. But but those two races will be phenomenal to watch. Just like the 800 through the two-mile with Hunter Lucas and Leif Everson. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Another one in the field... The long jump is going to be a lot of fun this weekend, too. Adrian Davis Aguilar of Minot taking on Brandon Lewis of Legacy. Those two are within an inch of each other for the platinum spot again. Aguilar has got 23, three and a quarter. Lewis has got 23, two this year on their resume. Again, this you're not just going for a state title 
these guys are fighting for a platinum championship as the top long jumper in the Dakotas. And that's what they really want. I, that's what they really want, I think, personally. That's what they really but, want. Um, so that's going to be a fun race to watch. And then on the girls' side, a lot of really good storylines, certainly in the A girls, who gets to three? And we talked about this with Carly Ackley and Kara Hausler both gunning for three individual titles in one meet. Uh, and they likely, you know, when you throw in a relay in there, if either one of them are going to run in the in the four by eight or the four by two or whatever, they could easily be going for four titles. But who gets three? That's going to be fun to watch. Also, who gets three in one event? Kaya Beal of Fargo Davies is going for the three peats in the 100 meter hurdles. And again, she's still an underclassman. Um, the competition this year is going to come from her teammate. Sally Corgo has run just about even with her. Um, Kaya's got a little better individual time this year. Her top time is a little better than Sally Corgo's is. But those two have kind of, same, same sort of thing, have kind of alternated who's won some of these races over the course of the season. Again, Sally Corgo is just a freshman, and she's the favorite now in the 300s as well. So the hurdle races will be fun in Class A on the girls' side. You know... When you look at Class B, Elena Schwartz of Park River, Fordville, Lankin in the 100-meter hurdles and the 300-meter hurdles has a chance to do the double there. Same thing with her teammate, Beatrice Jelland. Again, in the one and the two, she and Grace Zimmerman and Gracie Wright will all be fighting for whoever takes the top podium spot. Again, a lot of really good kids shooting not just for one title, but two or maybe three or potentially you know two or three in a row. And again, like we said, that makes, makes for a really fun weekend of track and field out at Bismarck. Yes, yeah, going to be terrific, and uh, yeah, just being able to watch half of those storylines will be a lot to take in, so there's a lot of things to watch. Um, one of those things that's always fun for me to watch is the team competitions. We think a track is an individual sport, but there are a lot of track coaches out there who definitely think about the team aspect. There's a lot of strategy behind that. Mm-hmm. You talked a lot on the show about what you expect to unfold, but let's touch on that once again here in the pod. Yeah, of course. Um, so of the of the four classes, again, three feel like they they could be sort of close, potentially. The, the one that does not really feels like the A-girls is an open and shut case for Fargo-Davies. Again, when you project things out, you look at what the kids are supposed to do on paper versus what they might end up doing, of course, on the weekend. Davies comes in at almost a 40-point favorite, maybe even a little bit more than that, over Bismarck High. And again, Bismarck has got a lot of great individual kids. We've talked a lot about Kara Hausler. Blythe Ehrman-Shroud has got a chance, if, if the day is right, to win three different field events, potentially. She's ranked uh, in the top five in the pole vault, the high jump, and the triple jump. But outside of those two kids, they have a lot of decent kids in different events. But Davies, when you look at what they're going to do, they're, they have a chance. Again, last year it was kind of the same thing. They could you know, sweep a lot of these individual events on both the track and the field. They're going to score in everything except for the two throwing events. It's just so hard to argue against this Davies team going back-to-back in Class A. And again, they won their first ever state championship last year. I think it's pretty obvious they're going to go two in a row unless something goes horribly wrong. It's going to take a lot for something to knock the Eagles off that top spot. Um, Another sort of lopsided-ish race, or at least it has the potential to be, the A boys and Bismarck Legacy. And we joked on the show, the long wait for Bismarck Legacy to win a state title, right? They've been suffering for three whole years I know, since the school started I know, in 2015. Rough. It's their first year they actually have seniors on their team. Again, they didn't even have they didn't have seniors last year, and they got third place at state. This year, that group of senior kids, who are, again, so solid, uh, they, they project to be the top team in Class A over Bismarck Century, who are going to the two-time defending state champions. It's a pretty it's a pretty big gap that Century is going to have to make up. But just look, Legacy... 
Legacy looks really good on paper because they've got so many kids who could win individual events. I think seven different individual events could be won by five different Legacy athletes. Uh, and and that's that's hard to kind of wrap your head around when you're century when you've only got I mean Cole Anderson's going to be strong he'll be he'll place high in the sprints we already talked about Levi Rocky in the field but they don't really have another kid you know Jeremiah Morissette in the hurdles is going to compete but there just aren't that many guys that that are going to come to the table and be top three in their event and where Legacy has just got loads of those kids so a lot again, same thing with, with the Davies girls. A lot's gonna have to happen to the legacy boys in a negative way for them and Chris Clements not to capture this state championship. And then in class B, you know, I, the, these two races are typically a little bit closer, and I think they will be again this year on the girls' side again. Hazen, a two time defending champion with Grace Zimmerman in, the, in this group of sprinters that are, are gonna be really good again this year. I think they're gonna hit like around that 70 point mark right around there. Hillsborough Central Valley, though, is going to be around that 90-point mark. I think they've just got a little more in the locker. With Again, you talk about three great individual kids in Gracie Wright. Reagan Baszler, who, again, is the favorite in the mile. She's the reigning Class B cross-country champion. She's also going to place high in the 800 and the 2-mile and be on one of those relay teams as well for the Burroughs. And then Katja Berge, who I think is going to be the field MVP of this weekend. They, 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 and then they have depth. I think that's the other thing, too. They have more multiple kids that are going to place in those distance events because they've got such a strong cross-country team against six straight state cross-country championships for Hillsboro or when they co-opt with Central Valley. That's that's just tough to compete with. And so even though Hazen's going to put up a fight, I just think Hillsboro Central Valley is going to get their first ever state track championship this weekend. And then B-Boys, this is the one that really is a toss-up. And Newtown, again, just like Hazen, back-to-back champions coming in. But I think they've got a really good shot to three-peats if, just because all their events... And again, all four events that they're going to score in, again, just the 800, the mile, the two mile, and the four by eight. And that is it. That is all they can do. But they are so stacked in those four events. Again, they're going to finish, you know, first, second, third, fifth, sixth, eighth in the two mile. That's a lot of points. That's like third, that whatever it is. That is a lot of points. 30 odd yep. points in one event. They're going to do basically the same thing in the mile, and they'll have two or three kids place in the 800, and they'll win the four by eight. That, that all equals out to about 80 points, maybe a little bit more, which is what they did last year, which was enough to earn the victory. This year, though, again, Dickinson Trinity is a much more complete team than they were last year. I was high on the Titans going into the state meet last year. They ended up finishing fourth just because some of those sprint races. Again, it's so hard to know who's going to win, who's going to come out on top when everybody's so close. This year, they just it feels like they've got more kids that they're throwing at those sprints. Again, with with, with Kuntz and Cram and Sickler and the one, two, and the four, and then all those guys running on those sprint relay teams. And then Kuntz in, in the jumps. That makes a huge difference when you've got someone who can place first or second in a couple of field events. And so if things go right for Dickinson Trinity, they could end up, with 94, 95 points. I mean, they could be breaching that 100 mark if, if they really have a great weekend. On the other hand, though, the way they're projected out, the way their times stack up, that's sort of best-case scenario for them. Like, everything kind of has to go right for them to hit those marks. Where in reality, maybe, maybe Dawson Cram gets, you know, fifth in the 200. That's not out of the question. All those guys are really close instead of getting second like he's projected to do. And same thing with... With um, you know Noah Sickler maybe gets second or third in the quarter. You just you just don't. I'm not saying those things are going to happen, 
but there's but a higher chance of those things happening than someone than than the six kids from Newtown and the two mile just you know dropping four or five spots. There's just the higher margin for error in the sprints just because there are more kids who are more closer in times makes me lean toward picking Newtown again, and that's what I did on the show this week, and that's what I'm going to stick with here on the podcast because I don't want to be a, a hypocrite and change my mind like like two days after the fact. <laughs> But um, yeah, but I that, was right. But that will be right. a fun race. That will definitely be a fun race. All the all those sprint races keep track of who finishes where. And same thing with the mile and the two mile when those go down. You know, don't don't just look at who wins. See who gets two through eight because that is really going to affect how this team race shakes out in Class B. Interesting stuff as always, Alex. You are going to be at. The North Dakota State track meet, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, second year in a row making the trip. This, Thankfully, this year, last year, I, I announced day one of the Class A meet in Madison and then drove to Bismarck and then filmed day two of the North Dakota State meet. And thankfully, I'm just going to be in Bismarck both days this year. That's <laughs> That was just, it was crazy and a bad idea last year. And <laughs> to spend whatever it was, five and a half, six hours in a car, after an all-day track meet, and then to try and like get your bearings and figure out what was happening in both states, we're just gonna post up at the North Dakota State Capitol and just just be there and just enjoy all that with, without having to worry about transportation and pulling into town about two a.m. I, I I like that idea. I think you'll be fresher and you will get some better stuff, better than ever. Although your stuff is always good, we always love having highlights from all across the Dakotas. And uh, this week on Varsity Sports, make sure to watch. We will have a complete wrap-up, not only from the North Dakota High School track meet, but from South Dakotas as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to that coverage, Alex. Yeah, it's going to be great. I know this is this this coming week is always the hardest Varsity Sports show to put together. I'm sure for you and, and for everybody else that helps out with this because there's so much going on. And you could yeah. spend, we could have an hour-long special on just like the North Dakota State meet. And we've got to cram all that into about five minutes, four, four That's minutes. That's why I love the podcast. You get a little well, exactly. more time. Yep. But, yeah, yeah, we could easily fill – we could have a whole network just for <laughs> high school sports, I think. But, anyway, That's the I digress. Midco SN6, friends. It's going to yeah. happen all Jason uh, Andera, all the time. Uh, we love it. We love you, Alex. I'm so glad you can help us out. What else did we forget? Any other any other big things that people need to know before they head out? You know, I think, first of all, the weather looks great this weekend in Bismarck. I know last year we kind of got rained out halfway through day two. Um, everybody was taking shelter underneath whatever tent they could find. This year it's, it's going to be a little overcast, it looks like, on Saturday, but no chance of rain, at least for now, in the forecast. Not to jinx it, but that's that's huge. Weather should be conducive to some really special things happening this weekend. So I would say get there early and just take it all in. Enjoy. The, I mean, North Dakota is unique because they have the parade of athletes right away at 8.30 in the morning on Friday, which is always a lot of fun. And I love the way that they, they schedule out these events a half hour at a time. So you get a chance to watch an event, you know, boom, 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 all four classes go, and, and then you get a little break to maybe check out what's going on in the field and, and kind of take in what just happened and, and calculate stuff up. And, and, you know, in South Dakota, again, and I love South Dakota State Meet because it is action all the time. You always have something following the next event right after it. But in North Dakota, you almost get a chance to breathe and kind of appreciate and sort of calculate team points. And, and that's really fun. So take advantage of that you know if you really care about again if, if you're a, a coach or an athlete obviously coaches do this but if you're if you're an athlete or if your family's coming and you really have a shot at one of these team titles 
this is a great opportunity for you to kind of keep track of what's going on. The ND, the NDHSAA, the North Dakota High School Activities Association, does a great job of posting results and keeping you posted on what's going on. The meet's going to be on the radio, for goodness sake. They're going to be webcasting this thing. So if even if you can't get there for the whole thing, no excuse not to keep up with what's going on. And we'll be obviously there covering the meet from Bismarck this year and, of course, on Varsity Sports on Wednesday at 6.30. But, again, just appreciate, again, last track meet of the year, a lot of these great all-time kids going at it one more time. And, and not just that, but a lot of senior kids finishing out their careers. Maybe they won't win a state championship either as an individual or a team. But maybe they're just going to help a medley, or not, I'm sorry, not a medley. I'm diving into South Dakota for a second. North Dakota doesn't believe in the medley, really. I'm sorry. <laughs> no medleys. But maybe you're just trying to help a four by four team qualify for finals, or maybe you're just, you know, the the first leg on a relay that doesn't doesn't quite make it up to the top of the podium. But it's still your last chance to compete with your teammates and with your friends and do something hopefully that you've really enjoyed doing the last four years. So just take some time to appreciate again track. Track is not a glamorous sport. Track is a hard sport that requires a lot of effort and endurance and and work. And it's not, there's not a lot of like, you know, you don't get touchdowns and dunks and things like that in track and field, but you get to see, you know, that hard work pay off in terms of seeing your individual times and your relay times lower and lower. And usually this is the meet where they get as low as they've been all season. So savor it, enjoy it, and just make the most of it this weekend, whether you're an athlete, a coach, or a fan. It's the best weekend of the year. And uh, yeah, and I could not be looking more forward to it. Well said, Alex Heinert. We are so appreciative of your coverage of North Dakota State Track and uh, looking forward to more coverage on the next Varsity Sports. Thanks for being on with us, Alex. Thanks for your time. Yeah, anytime. No, always a pleasure, buddy. All right. Thanks for listening to a Midco Sports Network podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast. To listen to any of our past episodes, go to midcosn.com slash podcast.